All right, let's be honest. How many of us, if we could, would just walk away from our day jobs and follow our dreams? I mean, everyone, right? Of course, it's not that I have any idea what my dream job would be, except for maybe doing this podcast and getting paid for it. But alas. So it is with a tremendous amount of admiration and envy that I introduce this next episode of Four Songs. My guests on this show are Andrew Stern and Laura Arias of the husband-wife Americana duo Three Pairs of Boots. Andrew and Laura have been writing, singing, and performing for years, balancing family and work life between gigs, recording, writing, etc., etc. It was only after recording their first full album in 2019 did Andrew sell his tax accounting business to focus on music full-time. And you can hear and feel that sense of liberation on the duo's upcoming album, Long Rider, which comes out on January 29th. Andrew and Laura are both California natives based in the San Francisco Bay Area. They've been writing and recording country rock and Americana music for years, literally since they met, after Laura answered Andrew's Singer Wanted ad oh so many years ago. And the rest, as they say, is history. And that sense of familiarity and intimacy that comes from being married, yeah, it permeates throughout Long Rider. Both Laura and Andrew grew up obsessed with music, with similar influences, from the melodic country rock sounds of L.A. and Bakersfield to the Beatles, Hendrix, and so much more. On this episode of Four Songs, we focus on four tracks in particular from Long Rider, Angels of the Trail, Take a Step, Everywhere I Go, and Summer of Love. Two songs, Angels of the Trail and Everywhere I Go, tell the story of Bernice Ende, a remarkable, brave woman who is a literal long rider in that she goes on horseback, not for hours or days, but weeks and months at a time. And in a sense, Bernice's story is not dissimilar from Andrew and Laura's, They both took bold steps to follow their dreams. And I got to say, I really envy and admire that. I caught up with Laura and Andrew from their home in San Francisco. We discussed the band's creation, how they came up with three pairs of boots name, and so much more. So without further ado, I give you Andrew Stern and Laura Arias, otherwise known as Three Pairs of Boots. I want to thank both you, Andrew, and Laura for Three Pairs of Boots for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, welcome to Four Songs. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. Mm-hmm. Great. So my first question is the same question I'm talking to anyone because I started this back in May of last year as the pandemic was just starting, it seems. So how have we both been holding up these last few months? We're hanging tough, like everybody, I think. Yes, it's been obviously a lot of difficulties in a general sense. But I like to think that there's a few silver linings in there. We spent pretty much most of the year writing and recording demos for the next album. We're just starting final production on an album that will be released uh, hopefully January of 2022. So having a studio in the house has um, allowed us to stay busy and stay creative. So I'm sure we would have done that even if it wasn't a pandemic. We might not have, uh, have had as much time to do it as we have with the pandemic, but it's been interesting. Yeah. So has this time, I guess, home, has it, I mean, if you're already writing new new material, it must be productive, I guess. It, it... Yeah, I mean, Andy wrote a lot at the beginning of the pandemic, I wanna say. And then 
a lot of the pandemic, we've spent learning how to do this whole live stream thing. So, you know, with that learning curve, it's kept us really busy. And then we're working on the new, the next album, so. Yeah, I was always kind of been curious what goes into the live streaming and you know, because you need when you tune in, you just oh look, they're they're playing. It doesn't think that's that's hard to pull off, but I can only imagine because you got to find the right place, the right equipment, and it's probably not as nowhere near as easy as it as it seems. It was um, definitely challenging. We were very fortunate to have some good people helping us, and we're still uh, sort of in the middle of getting ready for some uh, live stream ticketed shows starting in February working with a friend of ours who's an on-stage uh, monitor, mix guy, getting the, the, the earplugs and got a mixer. So we're really gonna be able to take more control over our live sound by essentially treating this like we're on stage in the club and then just pushing the signal out through our live stream software. So it's still a work in progress. Yeah. I was just curious, though, because you recently, well, I guess when you started officially as three pairs of boots, that was a fairly later development in terms of just focusing on the music full time. What, what was that decision that led you to do that? Just say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. And here we go. What, what kind of led you to make that fateful step? I stumbled upon opportunity for a Canadian TV show looking or a producer who was involved with this TV show. I was looking for an Americana song. And I told Laura that we should give this a try because I think we could really do this well. And the previous music projects uh, we were on uh, prior to that didn't involve really that much guitar playing. It was much more studio composition, you know, soft sense plugins, which was great. I learned a lot, but I missed playing a lot of guitar. So we did this Americana track and sent it off and the track turned out really well and ended up on our first album. Um, and I just felt like when we did this one song, it's like, man, this is in our wheelhouse. It, and again, it was like, I, I'm back at the beginning. Like I'm right back at Crosby, Stills, Nash and Buffalo Springfield. It's like, this is great. Uh, and so we, we, got together with a friend of ours who was the third pair of boots. Um, and we wrote some songs together and then he exited and, and we just really went full on into it from that point. And it just, just felt right, just felt natural. It was literally all of our influences that we've had growing up all, you know, pulled together into one sort of uh, mashup uh, that just felt right. And sort of one of the reasons why the album is called Long Rider, because we've had such a long, circuitous journey as musicians. Um, and uh, the discovery is, you know, fascinating and, you know, full of left turns and interesting people that will help you along the way. Uh, so it was, um, it still is, uh, I guess a little surprising that we found this maybe later than we should have, but how quickly it took us and how quickly it's really grown to something really, truly that we love, love doing. And I think is 
I think it's the best thing we've ever done. So is that how that process works for you? It is, and we can talk about this when we get into the songs themselves, because I know each one probably has its own story, how they get started. But generally speaking, is it you just first playing together, it's kind of a jam session, and then you're like, oh, that sounds good. Or is it like you hear something in your head, and then you think, oh, I'm going to need to get this down right now. I mean, again, I know every song is different, but just curious if there's a general way you, you two work together, or is it? So we'll, we'll write separately, and then we bring it into the other person, and that's when, you know, if Laura brings a song in, I start messing around with the music, and start, we start moving the lyrics around. And then, uh, you know, when I bring the song in, then she's like, yes or no, and maybe that chorus you know, needs a change. I hear this melody, so I'll put new chords to it. And throughout the whole recording process, she's constantly tweaking the lyrics, like for the songs that I'm writing. She's always, you know, well, like, oh, this word might sing better, and we need to make it a little bit simpler. Because I can, I can imagine her singing these songs that I'm writing for her to sing, but I can only, you know, I can get 90% of the way there, but when she gets it, you know, the melody changes and the lyrics change. So we have, we start on our own and then bring it in and then that's when the collaboration begins. Let's, let's get to the music. And so these come from, as you mentioned, Long Rider. With, so the first song we're gonna talk about is Angels of the Trail. We're talking about two, three others. We take a step everywhere I go and Summer of Love. So we'll start with Angels of the Trail, which is a, an angelic number, which I think goes along with the lyrics. So this seems to be just kind of at how your guardian angels are always watching over you, whether coincidentally or because you're blessed. And then at the end, it kind of takes that full circle and that maybe it's your turn to be that guardian angel. So just curious from your perspective, how did the song come together? And then just lyrically what it means to both of you. This is one of the songs that was inspired by a woman, Bernice Ende, who's a long writer. And a good friend of ours is a filmmaker, and she did a documentary about Bernice called Lady Long Rider that came out last year. And she wanted us to try to write a few songs for the album and just sort of shared Bernice's journey, journeys. And there were just some universal themes like this song, Angels of the Trail, which really talks about how we all, you know, can have these people who really help us get unstuck or help us move past you know, a place where we feel like we reached the end. Uh, and you never know where these people will come from. They may remain in your life, they may become good friends, or they might just be passing through your life. But there are you know, certain people, or I think for both of us, that at certain points in our life just helped us whether it was musically or just professionally or personally, to sort of play the role of being an angel for us, of you know, showing us, you know, there they were on the trail that we were going down. Is it luck? Is it good fortune? Is it just happenstance? Seems to be just a little too often. To be coincidence Whenever I read 
And for Bernice in particular, who is an incredible uh, person and has an incredible story, a long rider, just in case people don't know, she would go out on horseback for months and months at a time, like nine months, 12 months, East Coast, West Coast, Mexico to Canada, camping out. And the people she met on her journeys, so many stories of kindness and, um, and help, just really heartwarming. And uh, our friend Ren, the filmmaker, at one point was sort of mentioned something about, you know, oh yeah, Bernice had a few angels on the trail. Like, oh, what's that? Like, what do you mean by that? And so she kind of explained what she felt that was. And that just, that really connected with me. And that's where that song came from. earlier that you, you write with Laura's voice in mind is there an example in this song where you or maybe this kind of happened as you all were recording it maybe it changed a little bit but there's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about the way songs evolve was there a, a point where Laura when you sang it that the tweak was made or is it just like no this is this is perfect this is what we need to yeah I don't think I tweaked this a bit I think I loved it from the moment I heard it, and uh, I don't recall making any changes. Yeah, there's some songs really undergo a lot of of work. Mm -hmm. This one, I think, just sort of the end result is kind of very close to the way it was originally, uh, how it originally appeared. Yeah, I think uh, probably why that's the case is because our friend Ren you know, inspired Andy so much with Bernice's story and, and Andy just became uh, so enthralled with that idea. And I think it just came very quickly to him. Is that right? When, when yeah, this one in particular, you know, sometimes songs like I will work on a song, you know, five, six, seven days, you know, every day sort of getting back at it and chipping away and, just making it a little bit better. This one, I think, just sort of came out, and that was kind of it. Like, it didn't really need a lot of, you know, head-banging, thought-provoking, tried a lot of different things. It just sort of was there. It just appeared. And it was so serendipitous because Ren and Bernice, too, they became muses for this particular uh, set of songs that are on this album. I mean, I just think it was just we, we were so taken by Bernie's story and then Ren. And yeah, your music is it's just it's relatable, and I think that that's one thing that will as we move on to the, the second song to talk about, which is take a step. 
which to me it seems to kind of be about your journey to focus to music full time. And again, I'll, I'm curious to get your perspectives on it as the authors of that song. But is, again, going back to you mentioned earlier about writing simpler, and so I'm always just blown away by musicians and artists like the two of you who just—it just seems like it's just natural and it's very relatable. And so I appreciate that so much when I when I hear that lyrically, and and it just makes it so much more approachable, if that makes sense. Oh, thank you so much. It's so humbling to hear because you know, I think that's the way we really hope it'll sound is natural. It's, you know, it's like when a kid gets their first guitar and you're in your room and you're learning, you're learning. And it, it's like, I always want to feel that way when I'm writing a song. Yeah, and uh... this one in particular is very close to me because for many years I had full careers. I had a, another profession that I was doing for a number of years, and I was good at it. It wasn't planned. I just sort of fell into it. In a sense, that was a the person who brought me in was a big angel to me. It was, uh, I was brought in by somebody who's been my friend since junior high school. So that business kind of took over and provided a very good life for us. Um, and at the same time, we were always involved with music projects. So I literally have had two, not jobs, but really two professions that I did you know, simultaneously the other job I was know how he did it, but like you know, but for these the, both the the uh, first two um, two pairs of boots records, they were squeezed in between my running my own full time business mm-hmm. with a partner and a couple of employees, a lot of deadlines and stress and responsibility, and eventually it was just okay that I'm done with that, you know? And just so everyone will know, my day job, my day, my day profession, my other, um, you know, pay the bills gig was, I was working as a tax accountant <laughs> in the Bay Area and um, had a large practice and had a lot of clients in the arts, filmmakers and photographers <laughs> and uh, sculptors and musicians and designers and. It was an interesting job, learned a lot, big upside, big downside. And so Take a Step really was about, at a certain point, it's just, I just need to stop in this other job because it's not a very healthy job to do because of the stress, the deadlines, and just give myself a chance to just play music full time. playing music full-time before, but 
Now it's full time without any other distractions or any other pulls. Um, and so it was, you know, in the course, you know, take a step into the unknown. I don't really know where this is going to lead. And that's one of the great things I love about music. What I like about this song musically is it has a real Bakersfield sound to it. I don't know if that was, I mean, I'm being from best in California because, you know, I'm from the East Coast and, you know, most people here, we hear country music, it's got that Nashville twang, but there is a, just that melodic difference that you talked about earlier that comes from the Bakersfield, that California sound. And I was just curious because you have that, there's sort of a bridge in this song. It's not really a guitar solo, but it's just the, the picking changes a little bit. And I was just curious how that came about for you, because I mean, I know that's not easy and learning that probably taking years and years to do. So how did that work for you? This song initially was inspired musically by um, a song I heard by Molly Tuttle, who's a, quite a great player. And I thought, I want to write a song that's like that. Uh, <laughs> get, to get some, you know, some little bit of the fancy picking in there. This one also was one that it just kind of wrote itself pretty quickly musically I had to work on the lyrics but musically it just sort of came and i just sort of figured out you know how can i you know get these certain licks in there that are fun and a little um you know that can show off uh my dexterity and skill a little bit just a lot of the songs on the record are from a guitar point of view are very focused on composition and melody and not showing how you know how great i am at <laughs> supposedly, as a guitar player. But this was one where I could sort of, you know, let my hair down a little bit. Well, I want to thank you both for your time tonight. we got two more songs to talk about. Actually, it's probably mid-afternoon where you are, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the next song I, I wanted to talk about is Everywhere I Go. And I think this one's my favorite because I, I just like the rhythm to this one. And I, I like how you kind of introduced the, the drumming. But I feel like there's a bit of a a bass heavy verse that I, I appreciate that you don't hear a lot in kind of whatever you want to call this music, country music or country rock or cosmic American music to steal Graham Parsons term there. But then also I like that you use Fjord in this one, which I don't know how many songs have, have done that <laughs> and, and using that kind of strange word in, in, in a pop song. But this is, so I'm just curious from your perspective, where did this come from? And it seems to me again, like a bit of a continuation to, the theme of being free and doing what you want to do, but I'll leave it to you to correct me. Um, this one was another one that was sort of directly inspired by um, Bernice the Longrider. And again, sort of her journey really sparked a much bigger universal theme for me. And, you know, she talked about 
just how important it was to her to just to feel comfortable where she was because she's literally, you know, out camping all across the U.S. on her own, getting the help from strangers. And just the idea of like trying in a more universal sense, trying to feel comfortable wherever you are. Everywhere I go, I'm home. Everywhere I go, I'm home. I'm never alone. Got those spirits in my saddle. Now everywhere I go, I'm home. This life isn't really that permanent at all. I mean, you move jobs, you move where you live, you know, you move between relationships. So I think it's important to, to be able to feel comfortable uh, where you are. And also one of the things that makes you feel so comfortable is kind of pointed to in the chorus about you've got your spirits in the saddle, which I take to mean is just all those spirits and soul of all the people that you know, that you love, that are surrounded, that you're surrounded by, uh, that help you. Uh, can you take all those memories and those people that are in your life with you, and that's kind of what can help you feel comfortable. That is the truth. That is America. You know, what she experienced. I'd like to think so. I think it is. It all comes down to it. You know, if you're in trouble, you know, that's what she was down. There were times when she was almost done. Yeah, she had, you know? it wasn't all the, oh, glamorous, I'm out camping, and it's like, no, it's, it's How a hard one. did she go through? And Dogs. She had a, a longtime companion, her dog, and so she had not only her horse, but had a pack horse, the sort of a custom-made saddle where the dog rode in the saddle on top of the pack. Um, and she went through a few horses, and, you know, it's just, you know, the weather, I mean, the weather was very challenging at times, so... It's quite a difficult journey. It took a lot of guts and persistence and patience. And all that kind of is reflected in the song in a more universal way. Right. Well, I want to, what I like about this song, I mentioned it earlier, is the music and how, like I talked about how the verse, I feel like there's the interaction with the drums and sort of the bass heavy, maybe it's just the bass or is it the guitar with the bass, but how did you come up with that structure? Because I, I really, I, that's what stood out to me, just that kind of ground, it kind of grounds a song. Maybe that's, 
intentional with the theme of the song is I feel like being somewhat feeling grounded enough to do it, to do this going across and, and riding and meeting wonderful people, but feeling that grounding within yourself to do that. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't really think of that consciously. Maybe it was a subconscious, like it needs that, like the ground wire or something. Even after, even when we finished the record, it was mixed and mastered, we got rid of two of the songs so they didn't quite feel as good as the other 10. I changed the intro on this song and we retracked another song. In fact, the next song you're going to talk about was one of the first songs that we, we wrote and, and produced. And at the end, it was like, oh, we still love that song, but it's not right where we were at the end of the album was not where we were at the beginning and that was a song that came on very early so that's the song summer of love yeah that's a good transition because it's also a, a good way for us to wrap up going back to also about you were talking about being optimistic about the future i'm half hour south of washington and so we're a little on edge this for the next couple of weeks and so hearing the song i was i appreciated it because just we'll go lyrically first because I, I like that you don't point fingers in it it's just we're all in this situation because we all have our silos we, they're whether they're conscious or not is one thing but we have to get out of it together and i'll turn it back over to you just kind of how what how this came together because i imagine you obviously wrote this a while ago but you know from your perspective why is it so important now it's crazy, the timing of this song. Because, yeah, Andy wrote this About a, year and a, half a ago. year and a half ago. Wow. When we were getting the songs together, I was saying, well, when the pandemic happened and things started going the way they were going, I just said, Andy, isn't it funny how, I mean, this is sort of like, it was almost like a premonition or something. Maybe this is exactly where we're at. to that yeah. I, I you know would defeat the whole purpose of the song to sort of try to lay blame somewhere mm -hmm. it's just about recognizing that you know we don't always agree on everything 
but that there's a, a more humane, civilized way to discuss and disagree, and then also find that common ground where we can all move forward and make things better. And that it's not, the thing that just sort of pisses me off about politics is that it's, it's oh, there's, so much, there's so much of, I'm right, you're wrong. And it's never that way. And nor should it be that important to prove you're right. Isn't it more important to sort of reach a common goal and, and you know, make life better? And I think politicians forget that. Some politicians will say, I, I've got a mandate. I was elected, you know, 52% to 48%. I'm like, you know, <laughs> what about the 48% that didn't vote for you? So there's always people who are going to be on the other side of issues. And this was just a, a, a hope that we can get to a better place. And alternatively, a disappointment that we're not there yet. And being from, you know, born and raised in San Francisco, the whole idea of summer of love, which has a certain, you know, connotation, um, seemed to sort of yeah, uh, fit I mean, into the concept. Like we've been here before. Yeah, it's not just now. I mean, you could say, oh, it was better in the old days, or, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it was, you know, uh, Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson and, you know, you know, those people. But no, it was, it seems to be, it's just, as much um, in terms of disagreements amongst those people as there as there are now, um, maybe social media has made it a little more apparent. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. <laughs> and the one thing I noticed is the very beginning; it almost has a church bell sound with the way you, you pick the guitar. It was, I did that on purpose because I wanted to, I wanted to bring in the feeling of that, you know, to, to have, to try to find this common ground. It's, you know, can't we all feel like we're in a place of worship, a house of worship where, you know, your differences are left at the door and you're all in there trying to feel loved, to feel together. And I really wanted to get that that feeling of humility humility and just being in a place you know not that you know 
any one religion is better than the other, but there's a certain, you know, sort of image of, you know, the church bells and everybody coming in and taking time out of their lives to, to pray and to praise and to be humble. And I wanted to evoke that feeling on the subject matter of just the bigger picture of, you know, all the difficulties that you know, we have as a country, that there's sort of a right way to go about it and maybe a wrong way and kind of steer it the right way. As we, we wrap up, just the album, it comes out at the end of the month, end of January. And where can folks get it and how can your fans and others support you? It's available everywhere, the usual places, uh, you know, all the streaming services, all the downloading places, Amazon, Apple, Spotify. It'll be music videos up on our YouTube channel. We actually have a couple of real videos to songs, and then the rest of them will just be, you know, kind of like, you know, a picture with the song or whatever. So you can get it kind of everywhere. You can get it to the website. Of course, we're, we're all over social media, as, as we all have to be these days. Yeah. You know, there are links in our, in our Instagram bio. You can go to you know, our link tree. It's got all the links on various things, including music. So we're anxiously waiting to see what that's going to turn out like. Well, I want to thank both of you for your time tonight. Thank you, Rob. It was a pleasure. And on that note, let me once again thank Laura and Andrew of Three Pairs of Boots for giving me their time the other night and for t- discussing their new album called Long Rider, which is coming out on January 29th. You can get it, as I said, on YouTube or from their website at threepairsofboots.com. You can find them on Twitter, Facebook, and the other places. I suggest you go pick it up and go pick up some other music too because what else are you going to do? Come on, support these people. Anyway, I got more coming up, so stay tuned. There's a lot more in the pipeline. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon.